Well, hello everyone. It's your girl Jess here and I am back with another episode of Locked on Flames and today we have a uh, post-game Monday morning quarterback vibes. I'm joined by Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils who is here to give us a full recap and everything that, uh, you know, Flames fans kind of want to hear. So make sure to tune in and I'll catch y'all later. You're Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, hockey fans, I am joined by Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils, and we're here to react to last night's game, a big 5-3 win for the Flames. And Trey, how's that L feeling today? Well, you didn't have to go there. I mean, you're not (laughs) wrong, but you didn't have to say it. Like, you didn't have to say it like that, Jessica. I'm sorry. Well, I I said it in my show yesterday, just putting it into context. I just feel as though, um, you know, we were just down in the count and, you know, the Calgary Flames, they're they're on a roll. Like I I had a concern, which was they took the Washington Capitals into OT and then they beat the Rangers by a score of four to one, I believe. And I just said they're riding that hot streak. And then you got Andrew Mangiapane who has yeah. what, seven points and all of them goals. I said he's one of the hottest uh, players in the NHL right now. And also, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, the Calgary Flames are doing uh, really well in a lot of defensive categories, including uh, a- entering the game yesterday. They have a 3.2 rush chances against, which yeah. is first in the NHL, 1.2 rebound chances against, which is fifth, uh, 12.2 slot passes against fifth, and 70.8 uh, dump in recoveries with exit, which ranks fourth in the NHL. So I just said, unfortunately, we're down in the count. We're missing Jack Hughes. We're missing Miles Wood. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood is still recovering from his uh, heel surgery that he had over the summer. Uh, Jonathan Bernier has to deal with a lower body uh, issues. So we're basically running with Scott Wedgwood and Nico Dawes. And without Jack Hughes or Miles Wood and you know, our two starting goalies, I just said, I don't think we stand a chance against you guys. And we tried switching up the lineups and mix and matching it. We tried putting Ryan Graves on the second line, along with Damon Severson, who's been on a little bit of a roll. Unfortunately, uh, Ryan Graves is Corsi four percentage from that game was not good. We need to get him back with Dougie Hamilton. We tried moving Jesper brought to the bottom six. Hopefully that got him going. Unfortunately, he's been struggling and he's gone off to a very slow start of the year. So Overall, I'm just expecting more from like there's certain players that haven't stepped up their game. And it's kind of frustrating for me just watching it because I know they could do so much better. But I just said we were going to have our work cut out against the Calgary Flames. And basically they, they they ran away with the game in the very first period going up for nothing. You knocked out uh, Nico Dawes within the first three goals, I believe, and then. Um, we tried to make a comeback and unfortunately just our efforts came up short and, you know, you can't be trailing the game the entire way. Otherwise it will come back to bite you. So that's my overall reaction. And we're obviously going to be talking a lot more, but, you know, based on what I was seeing that that's just what I saw. Yeah, no, um, quite honestly, I was surprised by how much energy the flames had 
And uh, just because, you know, it is a road trip and they were on a second half of a back-to-back. And so watching them come out and, you know, what was it? Three goals in the first period or four goals? Four um, goals. Yeah. was basically looking for the hat trick after period number one. Yeah. So, you know, I and I, I thought it was going to happen, but, you know, I guess you can't ask for too much. But, you know, I, um, I do have an issue with uh, P.K. Subban um, slew footing and getting fined $5,000. But, again, uh, we all can't have high expectations. Um, I, uh, I can because that's my player, and I have high expectations for <laughs> P.K. Subban despite him playing on the uh, third defensive line pairing. I mean, he just needs to stop tripping people. That's the thing. Yeah. So he got fined $5,000. That's pocket change for him I don't think it's that big a deal and we just move on from that that's just physical hockey but I mean any way to get PK Subban going I'm sorry this this is probably below the belt but I'm just looking for any sort of aggression from PK Subban to get him going because like I said his plus minus I believe is in the negatives he has zero assists zero points uh zero he's goals. struggling he's struggling Jesper Brat is struggling Nico Heizer has his moments and then Sharon Govich, he still doesn't have his first goal of the year. And that's my favorite player. Right. I'm just like, come on, Sharon Govich. You had your first goal. I I think for Sharon Govich, he uh, he's kind of hit the rookie wall. And and Mm -hmm. for anyone who doesn't know what the rookie wall is, is like when you play a certain amount of games, you start to struggle. So for a rookie, especially a very good one, they, uh, you know, get off to a good start and then they hit the rookie wall and they start to struggle and then it's basically like you know a a long marathon towards the end and it's very lethargic there's no energy um but i know i know uh uh yegor sharangovich is in his second year uh playing with the devils i get he's not considered a rookie this is a sophomore year campaign but basically what i'm but basically what i'm seeing is like you know last year we only played 56 games that's a little more than half of the NHL season in a regular 82 game span. So, you know, the fact that uh, he's not even, I, what he's played 60 games in his NHL career so far, you know, I guess he's just hitting that rookie wall in his sophomore year campaign, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they call it the sophomore slump for a reason. And, you know, even though, like you said, it was um, a shortened season, I think that that kind of, you know, makes them hit the wall a little harder because I don't know. I mean, I know it's only like 30 less games. Yeah, 30 less games than a full season. But, you know, that's 30 games to, you know, regain your momentum and find your game and your style and stuff. So, you know, hopefully uh, he comes out of that. But were there any flames that besides Mangiapane, that truly impressed you with their play? Uh, I said, don't sleep on Matthew Kachuk. I said, <laughs> he's, he's, he could get a goal against us. And I was right. Uh, Lucic, uh, first goal of the game that, you know, great job Wild. to him for, for, um, I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said, I just think I just said it's wild. Yeah. Just, just like first goal of the game he collapsed the defense for the devils and basically got a wide open breakaway opportunity. Something like that cannot happen. I also said Lindholm, um, you know, Elias Lindholm. I said, keep an eye out for him. He could potentially do something against us. And he did basically Jessica. 
I did a preview of the game and I just said, here are my concerns for the Devils. You got to worry about Mangiapane. You got to worry about Lindholm. You got to worry about Kachuk. You know uh, Coleman is going to keep on shooting, which, by the way, that was his first game playing at the Prudential Center ever since being traded. So it was nice to have mm-hmm. him back, um, you know, in New Jersey. Uh, obviously, he's on the other side of the bench, but, you know, still great to have him uh, be be back in the Devils organization. But, you know, I, I just said you had to keep an eye out for some of those players. And they, they delivered, like Lindholm, uh, Mangiapane, Kachuk was able to get, what, his second goal uh, of the year? Yep. So, you know, I said, keep an eye out for those players and they, they delivered. And uh, also I want to give Lucic some love because like I said, first goal of the game, uh, defensive collapse for Hamilton and Smith and basically giving uh, Lucic a wide open opportunity to, to score and look what happened and four goals in period number one. So hats off to the flames. They were just red hot. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it was quite the attempt at a comeback from the Devils, but they couldn't seal the deal. Uh, I just, I don't know. I see this Devils team as, um, you know, a little bit more competitive now. That is true. So uh, I, 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 I'm glad you acknowledge that. So the Devils are certainly more competitive, but like I said at the beginning of the show, it's just like we're, we're facing a lot of injuries. So yes. I even said it in my show yesterday when uh, I heard that the fans were booing the Devils off the, the rink after period number one. I was just like, can we put this into better perspective? Right. Like, you know, let's let, look, I, I get where East Coast fans were. It's just popping in here to remind you all that you number one, should be subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. But also, we are going to talk about Bet on... Oh, sorry, Built Bar. We're going to talk about Built Bar today. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. You guys know I keep that thing on me, uh, in my desk, on my desk, rather, uh, when I'm doing schoolwork. And I've now been editing three podcasts and I'm so tired of hearing my voice, and Built Bar has been a great distraction and a great way to take my mind off of the fact that my voice is uh, very annoying (laughs) when having to edit it, but uh, Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar covered in 100% chocolate that everybody should have in their cupboards, and you can try a variety pack on their website, and you can get it 15% off at uh, built.com with promo code locked 15. We're, we're, you know, we're prideful of our sports teams. Like, you know, I live in Philadelphia, so I know everyone knows how unforgiving Philadelphia fans could be or New York or Boston, wherever the case might be like East coast fans are definitely, I'd say one of the harshest fans to play in front of, because if you're not performing up to par, they will uh, let you hear it. Like literally, they, they do not care if you're on their team, they will boo you. So one thing I just say, let's let's put this into consideration. That first period was ugly. That should never happen again. We were basically uh, out of the game before uh, we, we were even halfway done with it. But we shouldn't be booing them off the rink just because like we had a game plan. And I even said it in my preview show, I said, I'm liking what Lindy Ruff is doing, switching up the lines a little bit. So that way we could get some, offense up and through the uh, lineup we tried you know putting Heizer with Sharon Govich and also Quoken in because Heizer has to step into the role of what Jack Hughes was and then 
you know, um, moving Jesper Brock down to the bottom six, maybe that'll get him going a little bit. Then moving Tatar and Mercer up to the top six because Mercer has been playing like a man on fire in his first uh, few NHL uh, career games. And then Tatar, I said, the reason we signed him was to be a top six player. So he needs to be in the top six. And then we move um, uh, Ty Smith up to the top line with Dougie Hamilton. Then we move uh, Ryan Graves down to Damon Severson. And that didn't work out too well. And, and like I said, the Corsi four percentage for um, Ryan Graves was not good. So overall, we do have a good team. And, and I'm glad that you acknowledge that. But we're just dealing with a lot of injuries. And unfortunately, there's nothing you could do about that. And I'm just hoping Jack Hughes could come back quickly. I still do not have an update on Miles Wood. It seems like at this point, he's no longer a part of the Devils roster. It's nothing like that. I don't know the severity of his injury. They're not releasing anything. They're not giving much update. And then Mackenzie Blackwood still has not played in the regular season game. I saw him during preseason, but not during the regular right. season. And Jonathan Bernier got us to, off to a pretty decent start as well, but he has lower body injuries. He got injections just a couple of days ago, but we're definitely more competitive and we definitely have something brewing. And I think we could get a wild card spot if all goes well for us. But I just said, against the Calgary Flames, they're on a bit of a win streak. Um, you know, you guys did drop that game against the Ducks. You did drop that game against uh, the Oilers, but I said they've kind of picked it up. It's going back to that Red Wings game, which I believe you guys beat them three nothing. So, I was just like, okay, you know what? I think it's I, – I don't I don't think it's going to be a, a good night for us. I, I predicted in, in that episode, I said we would lose the game 4-1. to I knew we would lose. I didn't think it would be that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I just – I don't know. I was truly surprised by the Flames. Like, obviously, they've been on a hot streak. They they did have a little, little bit of a bumpy start um to the season but once they hit the road it was like uh they started playing real Daryl Sutter hockey so it's been uh quite enjoyable (laughs) watching them win and the only thing that I would want to see differently from them is truly playing a full 60 minutes and uh you know not getting sloppy whether it be in the second period or towards the end of the third period yeah, I don't I don't know what Vladar was uh, doing on that goal he gave up to Pavel Zaka. Like, I think yeah, he's I... and he freaked out and then he tried getting back to his post. But that was basically an empty netter goal for Vladar. Like, I, as an announcer for hockey, those kind of things suck. Like, you know, those are things that makes you want to, like, rip your hair out, you know, aside from you scoring on your own, own net, which I've seen before. So, yeah, you, you know. I don't know what Vladar was doing, but it works for me because it, it fits into the narrative that Pavel Zaka is not a bust and that he has a lot to prove to this Devils organization. But, you know, but uh, I think Vladar was one of the um, one of the stars of the game. So Mangiapani was um, the the first star, then uh, Vladar, and then Zaka was the third star. So, um, you know, the, the Flames didn't make their mistakes. Unfortunately, the Devils just couldn't capitalize on it. And then, uh, we were able to get a power play goal in the third period, uh, albeit it wasn't like it, it the 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 strategy was completely unintentional from uh, Dougie Hamilton's uh, perspective. Like he was trying to shoot the puck and it just went down in front. Mercer was able to bobble it over to Zaka and Zaka was able to trickle it on in. That was completely unintentional, but that was the, I don't know if you knew this or not, but that was the first power play goal that the uh, Flames let up during their road trip. Yeah, uh, that's 
that's an impressive stat, honestly. Um, I just, yeah, um, I'm hopeful for the Flames, and I think that uh, the Devils are finally kind of bouncing back from where they once were. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I want to ask you about the Flames. Like, are you guys like the real deal or are you no. just like during an e- easy part of your schedule? Oh, this is absolutely not an easy part of our schedule. Um, this is the first road trip that they've had in over 500 days. Um, I don't think that. I guess I shouldn't write it off as them not being the real deal. Um, I'm just I'm not used to them having success like this. <laughs> Uh, quite honestly. So it's a little odd. Um, but, you know, I think that they they have finally bought into Daryl Sutter's system and have completely, uh, you know, transformed the way they play. We've got some really great power forwards. We have some fantastic 200 feet players and um, the defensemen is, the, or sorry, the defensemen are really just I don't know. They they're piecing it together. And the fact that they have a reliable backup now means that Jacob Markstrom has the ability to rest and avoid injury. So, you know, if there is some springtime hockey for this team, he'll be ready for it. So would you say that the flames currently are the best Canadian team right now? Just currently and not saying overall, I'm just saying currently. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Oilers are still undefeated. Um, that, that is really true. That I didn't even think about that. You, but, I think you're okay. absolutely correct about that. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just thinking about, uh, you know, obviously the Oilers have uh, uh, Drysicle and also McDavid, but you know, you guys got uh, Mangiapani, who, who, like I said at the beginning of the show, is one of the hottest guys. Yeah, in the NHL right now, like he's been on fire. Right. Um, he actually has more goals than uh, Connor McDavid, so you know. I mean, it's still at the beginning of the season, but that's uh, still something to tip your hat for. Um, you know, I just, outside of, they're the hottest team outside of Alberta because Edmonton are still in. That's, you know, their Albertan rival. But, you know, I think that, I, I think that they're one of the better teams probably in the league right now too. And not to knock on wood, but I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to go six and oh, because at the time of this recording, they're going to be playing the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. And uh, yeah, I don't think um, I think it's going to be a a crapshoot for the uh, Flyers, quite honestly. But that's just my opinion. That's just that's just me. I think the Oilers are about to go six and oh. So but maybe once you guys get to the playoffs, maybe you can get out of the first round. Just saying. Maybe maybe maybe. Yeah. maybe unlike the Edmonton Oilers who struggled to get out the first round, maybe, maybe you'll, maybe you'll, you can make the playoffs and then you could be a Canadian team. That's not named the Oilers or the Maple Leafs to, to get out of a, of a playoff series and win. Yeah. You know, uh, the flames haven't seen a second round in quite a while. So it would be kind of nice to see them have really any sort of success after uh, March and April. <laughs> It's Jess popping in here again to uh, remind you to check out Bet Online AG. If you're big into sports betting, Bet Online AG is the perfect place for you to place your sports bets. And they have a beautiful, beautifully redesigned website 
great interface, easy to navigate, uh, great to navigate from your phone as well. So uh, if you're someone who's on the go and doesn't really have time to sit down at a computer, really just want to get the bet out there fast, they do have Bet Online AG available on your mobile device. So head on over to Bet Online AG today and sign up for your free account. And of course, get started with that 50% welcome bonus. And you can do that by making your first deposit and using promo code LOCKED on and that's easy peasy we're, we're jumping the gun on this people like I, i'm oh I'm just yeah saying, i'm just saying hypothetical scenario i know there's a lot of season left i am not jumping to conclusions i'm i'm just overall just like speaking hypothetical scenarios and yes i'm aware that the montreal canadians made it to the stanley cup finals uh just last season but uh we're not talking about them now are we we're talking about the no they're an entirely or, different team yeah we're talking about the oilers we're talking about the uh, Flames, and we're talking about uh, the Maple Leafs because uh, I think the Montreal Canadiens, it's safe to say that they have fallen completely off the map. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I do hope that um, – I, I hope that everything uh, involving Carey Price gets figured out and, you know, he's taking the time he needs. And if he does come back, I hope the team – kind of turns it around uh, with his help. But uh, right now I would say that focus should be on the Flames and uh, the other Alberta team, the Oilers. Well, uh, I I do have uh, a final question. So what are your expectations for the uh, Oilers? I mean, I'm sorry, not the Oilers, (laughs) the Flames this season. What are your expectations for the Flames? they're not very high to be completely honest. Um, last season, I overestimated how good I thought the roster was because it looked fantastic on paper, but unfortunately just didn't flourish the way that I had expected. But, you know, I'm kind of hoping that they stick with the hockey that they're playing. I I don't think that they're going to win the division. And if they do, uh, I will get the Flames logo tattooed somewhere on me. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Hey, 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 no, 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 no. She said it. She said it. She said it. Blow up her Twitter. If, if that happens, no. blow up her Twitter, please. Oh, my God. Um, but I, I think that they'll – I don't even want – like, I don't want to jinx it, but knock on wood, I, I think that they finish in a play, for, with a playoff spot. Well, right now they're second, trailing the uh, Oilers in the Pacific Division at the time of this recording. Um, Let's see. I don't think you have to worry about the Kings, Ducks, or Kraken. Um, And the Golden Knights have fallen off a little bit, but, you know, it's still pretty early in the season. And I think the Canucks are pretty much a a toss-up. They're a wild-card team in in terms of your competition. So I think the only – I think your only legitimate competition – and, and and this might be a hot take. Take this however you want to take this. Mm-hmm. I think the on, only team you really have to focus on are the Edmonton Oilers, quite, quite honestly. I think that's your only competition because, let's face it, the Ducks aren't going to do anything. No. Kings aren't going to do anything. I love the Kraken, but they're more Hollywood than a, ho- than a hockey team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Sharks are actually, you know, impressing me so far. Canucks, you know, they made a big trade over the offseason. I personally felt as though they won the trade. Yeah, that's that's my opinion. I, I don't think a lot of people agreed with me on that stance, but that's my personal opinion. And it looks like they're doing well so far. Whereas for the uh, New Jersey Devils, 
uh, you know, we're in a very, very tough division. Yeah. Like we, we're in the Metropolitan Division and, you know, we, we have so many teams to worry about. It's not even funny because we got to worry about the Capitals. We got to worry about the Hurricanes, uh, the Penguins. They're missing uh, Carter, uh, Crosby uh, to, right now, but, you know, they'll come back sooner rather than later. Um, so yeah, we're in a, we're in a, a little bit of a pickle. Then you also have to worry about the Rangers as well. Cause the Rangers were competing for a playoff, uh, spot last year as well. And they actually made a legitimate run at it. So, uh, and also the Islanders who can't sleep on the, uh, the New York, uh, devils yeah. because, you know, Lou Lamorello <laughs> loves his devils as I yes. like to say. Um, I was, we were actually talking about this on the national show last week, I believe, or the week before, um, the metropolitan division is a, it's a scary division. And Sarah and I were saying, we're very happy to be part of the uh, not so competitive Pacific division rather than, you know, something like the Metro. You know what? I don't know why Sarah's worried, but it, it doesn't even matter. The Kings aren't going to do anything. I don't know why she <laughs> does, doesn't matter anyway, because the Kings aren't going to do anything. Put them in the Metropolitan Division. They're not going to do anything. Put them in the Pacific Division. They won't do anything. Atlantic I, Division. They won't do anything. Central no. Division. It, it doesn't matter. I don't know why she's <laughs> saying like, oh, I'm so happy to be in the not no disrespect, Sarah. I, I love you and all. But come on, like the, the Kings aren't going to do anything. You know. Oh, that. no, I think she knows that. But it's just like a matter of like. A, a safe space for when they are competitive well that's a big if but I, as you can see i still hold a grudge against the kings for beating the devils in the uh stanley cup finals back in uh 2012 you know that that's very fair um i respect that because i um i hate the st louis blues um for 29 for those of you who don't know um i'm a bruins fan who got tossed into covering the flames um, and literally only knowing two of their players and deciding to cover this team because they have nice jerseys. Um, now I um, am completely, um, you know, involved with the team and they're a lot more than pretty jerseys. So, yeah, Trey, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh the Devils will be in the playoffs if all goes well. That that game against the uh, Flames, that was a that was a game we could drop. Okay, so that wasn't a gimme game. So we, we're gonna have plenty of gimme games, especially like I said with uh, Crosby and Carter being out. I think we have a chance on Saturday. But again, those players have to be out, in my opinion, and they're also very old. Yes, absolutely. So oh. that's that's uh, how I'm gonna wrap it up, and that that's my take for this morning. Yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, for the Flames, you know, I'm just gonna say keep riding this this high. I am a little bit worried about them playing Pittsburgh because it does look like Crosby will be back. Um, he was practicing with the top power play uh, unit today, so uh, <laughs> makes me a little nervous. But you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, so thank you, Trey, for jumping on and, you know, talking some smack. No problem. The pleasure <laughs> is always mine, Jessica. Yes. Have a good one. You too.